Hello and welcome to another episode of Here we got Faze Banks and he's epic Jesus <laughs> Didn't you say there was a story uh, you wanted to tell on the show? I, I, I genuinely don't remember You might remember if I say You said you woke up hungover And all you got from the grocery store was four pound of caviar Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I was in a Sweden, my girlfriend, and we went to like a grocery store. And the only thing that I picked up was like uh, caviar in a jar. And that was it. That's the story, is it? That's the story <laughs> that you're so excited to tell us. No, I just ate caviar. <laughs> Are you no, fucking out of your fucking mind? Just, no, just no, 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 no. It was cheap caviar. It was Kino. No, 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 no. Nah, but, but caviar has got like fats and salts and protein. It's the best shit for you, bro. Yeah, I, know what's in it. I know what's in it. I just can't believe that that is the story that you wanted to tell us so badly. God, that's like a rice gum story. It's fucking shit. It's so shit. <laughs> it's just pyrocynical right, going I'll, into I'll, a Oliver, grocery store Oliver. hungover buying caviar. Here it is. This is what he sent in the chat. We should tell more stories for filler. I have a great one about buying caviar <laughs> at grocery store. <laughs> it's longer than the story. Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right. I'll try and give a bit more context. I'll try and give a bit more context. So I woke up with my girlfriend, hung over as shit. Yeah. She said to me, okay, I've got nothing in the fridge, nothing at all. Let's go to a grocery store. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Let's fucking go. We go to an... Uh, so... I'm with her in Sweden, so they're like Walmart or Tesco or, you know, whatever the fuck, Costco. It's called Ica, like I-C-A, Ica. We go into there and she's picking like, you know, fucking cheese, meat, uh, fruit, veg, all that kind of shit to like make a meal. And then I'm hungover as shit and I grab two things. I grab like a pre-made Starbucks coffee. Like, you know the Starbucks coffee that you buy in a store? So so I grab that, I grab that. And then I grab the, uh, I just see a jar of caviar and I was like, holy shit, isn't that like expensive? And then she goes, not in this country, retard. And I was like, okay, uh, my name Leg. So I grab it and I bought it. So it's like a jar of caviar. It's like 30 grams of caviar. So I asked the girl, the counter, can I have a spoon? And she was like, no. So I, I, I went back to the car and I was just fucking eating it like out of my like fingers. You didn't add more context to it. You just added more. <laughs> you just made it filthy. It. It. You're just like so I bought so I bought only the most expensive luxury item and then I ate it with my hands oh in the car. God, so are you are you high though. class or low class? Like five pounds. Well, that's, that's why I'm asking. Why it's expensive in whole, other countries. I thought the only reason you'd buy it is because it's expensive. Okay, the funny part pounds. is that you bought a large container of it. Do you even know what caviar is, Noel? It's like, uh, so, you know when, like, a fish has kids? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Continue. So, you know, you know when, like, fish have kids and they're on, like, school and shit? Yeah, it's that. Okay, which fish? What do you mean? What, what? Well, that's an, that's an important part. Like, if you're flexing, if you got the fish eggs that are put on the outside of, like, a sushi roll and you no, were eating no, that no. in the car, that's funny for no, a different No, nerd, nerd, it wasn't that all. It was definitely the uh, kids from the Funning Nemo intro. So it was clownfish caviar, was it? <laughs> clownfish eggs. Yeah, yeah, that's kidding. You cannot get cheap caviar in the UK. You can't. You, you can, it depending on what type of caviar it is. Okay, because maybe from before fish, like, it's the not World expensive. War, Oliver. Maybe before the World War there was, but not now. This is this is this the pyro logic. I mean, this is I'm not even making this as a joke. This is literally how Pyro's brain works. <laughs> he sees a movie once. 
Yes. Where caviar yes. is depicted as being something that's Develops expensive. Develops a fetish for it. He doesn't know where it's come from. He doesn't know which type of caviar it is. Yes. But purely based on the fact, purely based on the fact he's heard that it's expensive. Uh, well, jeez. I mean, and that was the story that he made note of that like I even just reminded him like, hey, you had a good yeah, story to that tell. That was a story he thought, wow, that's a really good story. <laughs> Let me just flex on that. It's kind of Let funny. Let me flex like, that one up. As Starting to get the picture. He dies that night and he's on the operating table. He's in the coroner's office and they open him up and they just find like 500 grams of caviar <laughs> in his stomach. That's all that's lining it. Oliver, Oliver, if they cut me open, they'd find 500 grams of caviar and all my like Google last passes. Just Sorry, what do you mean by Google last passes? What are, what are Google last passes? No, no. So, so, okay, okay. So imagine you've got Google, you've got your password, you've got your USB key, you've got your security code. And then whenever you sign up to a website, you've got a last pass, which is like, if all of those fail for whatever reason, you've got your last password that you can put in. You've got five of those. Uh, why have you eaten them? Why have you eaten them? Why the fuck have you eaten them? That's so abstract. That's like saying there would be my seed phrases in my belly. I mean... Shut up. Did Shut you up. do you write them down on a little piece of paper and you eat them? No, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. How does it work? Oliver, didn't you make that entire joke about how like I make obscure video game references to like anything? Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. What? What about it? <laughs> what about it? <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't understand. He just says something and there's just like no meaning to it. Ryan just had an AI draw pyrocynical eating caviar and this was what was made on the fly and that looks crazy. a little Please bit more like i'm that. alex no. it does R yeah ryan ryan i like you fuck yourself <laughs> kill yourself what the fuck it is looks that like, it looks like i'm alex is eating all the fucking dragon balls <laughs> i i know i know this is a bit off topic but like we used to so you you guys know team fortress 2 right it's a game yes it is I fucking have some enthusiasm, you old bastard. Not everything is fucking pixel side-scroller. I think I had about 1,200 hours as Pyro. My name, Pyrocynical, I got the word Pyro from the TF2 Pyro. The TF2 community has just gone to shit the entire game because it's like, even though it's still one of the most played games on Steam, it just never gets updated. It's full of like speed bot aim hackers, all that kind of shit. So the entire community got together to boohoo and basically say like, you know, <laughs> we need to save the community. But yeah, there's so many hackers. I remember installing the game and then I would just be killed by like people across the map just fucking like one-shotting me with like just like while they were looking at the floor. It's cute that like TF2 actually acknowledged it though because I, I- They could I also go like, it's a really old game guys. It's been out for like what, 10 years? Oh yeah, but you know the meme about like Valve not being able to count to three, right? They, they just haven't made a single game that's got the, the number three. Latest official game that they bought out like that was good was Half-Life Alex, which is like arguably the best VR game VR that's game. ever been made pretty much here. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's an actual AAA VR game, not just clipping into a wall and dying for $40. Well, technically, they did make three Half-Lives then, right? Yeah, but it doesn't count if it's... No, it's, well, it's got to be like an official installation. They didn't installation. put a three on it, so it's not the third well, one. Well, it's like a, sp like a spin-off, you know, so when they do... If they do, like, a prequel to a movie, it's not Oliver, really... That, that's the equivalent of... Okay, so you've got, like, Saints Row, right? And then they put in, like, a DLC for a fedora, and then they put in a DLC for, like, a, a golden gun. And then you turn around and say, Look, they made three games. They made three games, guys. That's like a terrible comparison. This is a whole new game, isn't it? I, I don't know if that analogy is the best. It is. <laughs> Let's look at Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption 2 is technically a prequel, right? 
Yeah, yeah, but where's where's Red Dead Three? What's that got to do with it? You it's said you 3. said you fucking said that a prequel doesn't count as two. Yeah, but you can't Red, put two Red in the Dead title Two has two in the title. Yes, exactly. Oh my god, that's my point. That is exactly my point. No, because it's a prequel. But Red Dead Redemption Two was a prequel. Yeah, look at all the characters now. They fell off. You're no, shut the fuck up. You just lost. You just lost. Oliver be like, Red Dead 2 as online? Oh, it's Red Dead 3. Oh my god, it's out. That was not my argument, you fucking retard. That was argument. not my argument Half-Life Alex is not Half-Life 3. <laughs> Do not tell Pyro you lost an argument. You will never win. I mean, I won it, though. This is, this is what arguing with Pyro is like. Pretend he's the cat in the gif. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing chess and he just knocks all the chips over and says, I won. I won. <laughs> I like how the cat knocks over his own pieces. <laughs> like, no damage to the other side. Did you guys see, by the way, that when we were talking about TF2, Pyro went on Twitter and requested they make a female pyro character he did this during the call did he yeah everyone's yeah. getting angry at me for tweeting let's 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 answer this question why are you always dressing up as a woman uh instagram likes so you're pandering you're no, pandering no, 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 no. To... It, basically my instagram's dying and it has been for a while so i just either my, my girlfriend like put me up in like uh, makeup and stuff i put it on insta thinking Okay, this is like different. And then it juiced and I was like, okay, I have to dress up as a woman. Oh my God, imagine. I, I actually don't think I could develop any more kinks like if I even tried. You're, like, you can only out check out so many. <laughs> you can only check out so many deranged, depraved kinks before your brain just can't process them anymore. Oh, that's right. I left that post. Yeah, I it's funny. That, that have you seen this comment? He just lies. Did... He makes a fucking lie and they like, they, they like the comment as well. <laughs> Pyro did the um, Cold Ones podcast entirely in um, cosplay, if you saw that, um, Oliver. We filmed the podcast with Cold Ones, but before that, we did the ones with Misfits. We did it back to back. So after I filmed the Misfits podcast with Fitz and Swagger and all that, we were with Toby. And Toby at the time wasn't trans, but is now. And I think she was looking at coming out and shit. And she wanted to do makeup, but was like really uncomfortable with it. So Ida, my, my girlfriend, helped her have makeup on. Like, put makeup on. And then she did it with me as well, I, I guess, to make her feel more comfortable. I don't fucking know. So, yeah, we did that. I go and film the podcast in makeup. for, uh, And then, you know, you know the reason why now. And then Jay just fucking spins a lie on the internet being like, what would you say? <laughs> the entire week, by the way. Like, I never did That it. screenshot has 11,000 upvotes on your Reddit. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the first one, you just lie on the internet and it actually juices. Didn't someone Pyro used to talk about die? Stomedy. Stomedy died? The Malteser? There was like someone Pyro used to meet. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, Stomedy, holy shit, why didn't I think of this? Yeah, yeah, so Stomedy's back now. Oh, so he's not dead then, unless his corpse is reanimated. What he does now is apparently he runs like a giantess vor channel or something. What? Yeah. I'm not going to bother talking about why you know that. Just continue. I don't think it is Giantess 4. I think he's just called it Giantess 4, which makes even less sense. Man, come on. You guys are so brainwashed, man. Come on. Polycynical is the biggest ad lover 
in this universe. Giant says, Vore, how to fix cracked or broken TV screens. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you have a broken TV screen. Do you have a cracked TV screen? Do you have a damaged TV screen? You know he's married as well. Colossal, could you read that out? Giantess means giant educational Steve Stomedy. <laughs> <laughs> and Vore is my middle name. That's Vore is my middle name. The face when he actually became self-aware. Holy boast. He's he? found a loophole. I mean, like, like, come on, man. With a banner like that, it's definitely self-aware. Like, there's no way. Can you explain to me what he's doing here? So he's trying to get in search results for Giantess Vore, but then, but then what is he converting that traffic into? Nothing. Like, like, look, look, look at the first 10 seconds of this video, guys, please. It's him running away from a body double of himself. Then he starts, like, eating crayons, and he's got, like, a green screen of flies on the screen. And then Demi just, took a cedar. And Demi took a cedar. Like, what the fuck is going on? Is he trying to get particular AdSense? Uh, is he trying to win auctions for how to fix a broken TV screen because the rates are high? No, no, no. There's so many episodes. Giant Test 4, how to fix cracked or broken TV screen, episode 10. This isn't working. Like, he's clearly got low authority and YouTube isn't throwing him any uh, tutorial traffic. It's called marketing, okay? Most people think that I don't have a brand, but it's called business, okay? If you have business tactics, what, what the? This is a terrible strategy and it's not working and he keeps doing it. Yeah, because his first one got a million views. Uh, yeah, his first one got a million views, so he kept doing it. If you go, if you sort by views, his top 20 videos are of all, all broken TV screens. <laughs> Every, and then he did a, sh I like how he did a fucking short of it as well, just in case, just to, just to reach that market. You know, the best part is every, every TV screen I can see is a different TV screen. So is he going out there? And buying a TV and breaking it. No, he's putting the he's putting a, the same JPEG or PNG on the TVs. My mind's racing trying to figure out how this scam works. So is does he have this first video monetized and all of these other videos are recommending it? This is what YouTubers do, right? They have one successful video. He just like throws everything out there, see what catches. You I know? went on his most viewed video and he's literally saying, if you get a cloth and wipe your TV screen for 30 minutes and then turn it off and on, the crack will disappear. Do this for like 20 minutes. Again, don't hit there. And if you feel like smelling like uh, plastic and stuff like that pause for a little bit and then continue doing it i don't understand what he's this is this one of the strangest things i've ever seen me and jay were watching like uh drake being shielded by what was it stake last night yeah yeah he's partnered with them he was he was bidding on their site and he was putting a million down on roulette every time now when you say partner did he just getting like a commission from the sales or has he been paid I, a lump sum or I'm what do you sure, mean by partner? i mean the site the the twitch account was called drake steak so most likely he gets paid you know he probably gets paid commission for the code as well as an upfront amount and he probably gets given the money to gamble with as well. He'd probably be able to keep profits as well, surely. Well, didn't he have like 10 million in funds there? Oh, he bet yeah, 10 yeah. million at one like point, right? Time. He had 10 million and he it was gone in like five minutes. Like he was doing a million on roulette. It's just insane. All the people around him were just obviously crypto bros. Yeah, just... yeah. If it's anything like what Trainwreck's deal was, is he basically, from memory, what he said on a stream was he, he would get given the funds to use on the site, but he could also keep the winnings. But because it's Drake, he probably gets, you know, he probably gets paid on the side, free money, 
commission you know everything because you know it's drake he's the biggest music artist well, i don't really have a problem with them gambling at all or even taking a commission or a lump sum it, it definitely is promoting gambling and the fans are like yeah. little baby zoomers i, I don't know it's it, it's a weird one they found a workaround because you know gambling advertisement is for the most part illegal right it's a legal loophole if you like i know that xqc made this big song and dance about moving back to C canada recently for family and stuff and then just coincidentally a week later he starts gambling again after saying he wasn't going to do it i'm not that i have a problem with him doing it but why does he need to do it why does he need to take a fat check from a gambling that's site that's the thing right is i could i could defend someone doing it if it's changing their life you know like if i suddenly got an offer that would just have me sit for life in a month i'd be like okay sure what what's a few kids going getting addicted to gambling it is insane because they already make millions well xqc probably makes million maybe not a million but you know close to a million a month right it's not like he needs yeah. an extra couple mil i feel as well though like no matter how much money you make you'll always want more to an extent yeah absolutely i mean it's an old adage it's an old saying but it is proving true time and time again like at the same time like the irony of it is like it is a gamble like he's risking i almost feel like that's irrelevant like gambling is really? uh, yeah there there's some percentage of people that gambling ruins their life it's a vice yeah. it's not it's something that i think you should be allowed to do i don't know very much about uh i'll play colossal in the last episode i don't know anything about train wrecks but i want to talk about him for a second so the speech by train wrecks tv i think it happened kind of organically but it, it ended up being this towering speech he gave where he was like he's like i'm on your side if you are coming out to your family for your true gender or your true sexuality i'm on your side if you're coming out of the closet and you're scared i'm coming out of the closet and i'm scared if you can't get to the cool kids table you can sit with me you can come to my party you can come to my house he was basically like casting a really wide net and and saying that no matter who you are i accept you and you're part of my community like build the you know the biggest most inclusive community he could and he set music he set like uh inspiring music to it we're gonna get into goddamn relationships with each other that no other stream has fuck the money so cue curb your enthusiasm soundtrack and then fast forward to are you making a mill a month mistake i'm not making a mill more i'm making much more the fuck do you mean a mill a month the fuck? That was the first month, buddy. The fuck? Do you see what I gamble with? Like, the fuck? I'm, I'm confused. You know, if you've built this parasocial relationship with your audience where you're like, trust me, I'm basically, I'm your big brother that will always be there for you. I will be there for you. To those of you that don't have fathers, for those of you that don't have mothers, to those of you that don't have both parents, I am here. For those that don't have friends, I am here. To those that turn on the sinks as loud as you can, close the doors so your parents can't hear you, and just cry for no reason to that pain deep in your chest, I am here. I understand. No matter how alone, no matter how much pain. The type of viewers he's inviting are like particularly vulnerable sounding people. I will be your friend. I will be your boyfriend. I will be your girlfriend. But it's tragic in hindsight because he moved all these relationships into a casino. Don't gamble then. Shut the fuck up. Like, what the fuck? And now if they want to visit their surrogate brother or dad or friend, whatever, they have to sit next to him as he's playing slots. Get it, boys. Do this one first. That's the only option for his streams, oh. which are 
30 to 40 hours now where the big inside joke is to call him out for being on drugs. Oh, look at this comment. Stop doing coke. Let's, let's do a, oh, that's a perma, man. What a start to the day. We start the stream off with a beautiful fucking perma ban. Stop doing coke, you know. It just put me over the edge. So you're just fucking gone. No mercy. Sorry, bud. Bro. Bro. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I do coke. Do you understand that? Every streamer that stays up for more than 20 hours must be on drugs. He goes oh, live bitch. and gambles for about 30 hours straight, sometimes longer. The longest well, I've the seen bonus, him go for bonus, was about bonus, 44 bitch. hours. Buddha's down. Prod's down. I'm down. I'm fucking down a good amount. What percentage of people have a have a problem with gambling? It's something like 10% of people like get the bug and can't stop and will ruin their finances with it. Yeah. And that's part of why you're living in a penthouse. That's why you get all of that money. Well, when, when people show like a fucking like gambling link or something, there's always a, they get a referral link. So they get money whenever someone signs up to the site. So I'm surprised it's legal, to be honest. I mean, I don't know. I, th I think it should be 18 plus. I mean, to be fair, I tuned into Drake's stream for about five minutes. Minutes just to see how ridiculous it was and he did put 18 plus in the description yeah, yeah but, but what, what, more, what yeah, more do you yeah, want yeah. like okay oliver when you looked at porn sites when you were 13 did that stop you i didn't we didn't have porn sites well we did have porn sites but i didn't start using the internet until i was like 22 so oh uh, uh, oliver you had like pigeon mail for like porn yes you had an image of a woman <laughs> like a polaroid and you sent it away to some other woman i can go to a casino and have a limit and be like i'm not going to spend more than two thousand dollars i'm going to spend 200 bucks or whatever and then i stick to it nerd you're like the one percent of america i'm so proud of you honestly. no i think that's probably the majority of people but then you know we have friends like you go to the casino with chad and chad is like breaking into a sweat like i mean he he's he's sweating all the time so that's not a good indication yeah, yeah. he's very very <laughs> fat he's very very fat he'd be like come on man well he's sweating anyway but like he's sweating he's sweating not moving just looking at the game no like, i want you to close your eyes imagine you're in a casino with chad roberts right now he looks at you. This role play. He looks at you, sweat on his brow, and he goes, Come on, man. You put 500 down, and I'll put 500 down. Would you actually do it or not? I, that just sounds like a memory. You know, this isn't even a fantasy. Like, that's literally <laughs> happened. I just, like, hand him chips, and I'm like, Here you go. I was with him recently, and they played it. Uno game for a thousand dollars on the line. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Uno, imagine Uno for money. You and me came in with the same amount, right? About a hundred Australian, right? Yeah, I bring like two hundred. I think hundred, two hundred, and that was it. When we lost that, and I think we lost every night except one. The house always wins in the end. But Chad would come in with like a grand, two grand. He would disappear. He would go off. I think he's getting another beer or another beverage or whatever. And he's no, he's going to take more money out. Yeah, ATM. And it's quite a walk to the, that's probably the most exercise he's had all week, walking to the ATM and back. <laughs> as far as the 18 plus thing and, you know, whether it matters to do it or not, because kids can circumvent it. I think it matters for a psychological reason, because if you know, and this reminds me of a discussion I think we had related to J Station, where you know, we grew up watching R-rated movies or movies that, you know, wouldn't have been handed to us as children's content. But the fact that they weren't handed to us and said like, hey, this is this is for you. You're allowed to watch this. That mattered. If you if you knew that you were sneaking it and that it was like something that was, you know, kind of edgy or that you would be in trouble for seeing that puts it in a different place in your mind. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? The big difference with that. JStation was actively catering his content towards kids, 
whereas someone like XQC isn't. But they know their audience are kids, though. He knows there's kids in his audience just by just law of averages, right? But he's not specifically catering his content towards kids. I mean, he's not he's not watching fucking Winnie the Pooh cartoons. Yeah, fair fair enough. The I don't think casinos and slot machines are, although they look awfully colorful and childish. I don't think they're catering to children because it's someone they look up to and they like doing it they're more oh likely. you can't you can't use that argument like it's a fucking slippery slope that argument i know it's then a you, slippery then you slope. really cannot do to... anything you can't do anything because there might be a kid watching youtube does a pretty good job of delivering adult oriented content to adults for the most part and when they don't it's it's something that we make a stink about but like i mean i think that's why i never had a problem with the idea that there were ratings on youtube i had a problem with the rating system being secret and youtube denying that there even were like i don't think that that age-gated content should be shown on youtube kids just because the kids could use a different computer and look up that content it's like i do think there should be you should separate things into you know, appropriate categories and ratings help do that. You just be clear about about why. And I think Twitch could say something like oh! gambling streams are now going to be 17, 18 plus, you know, and could a kid lie and say that they're 18 and make an, an adult uh, account? Yeah, maybe. I don't know what the workaround will be, but I think there should be a way to rope off an area for here's where adults, you know, have adult activities. And even just the even just the gesture of doing that is important to help people understand that something is a bit edgy or it is something that should be done in moderation. Twitch is a bit unique in this regard where like Twitch for the longest time was trying to keep completely family friendly and they wanted basically anything that was on Twitch to be appropriate to be shown on the front page or whatever. Oh but now my. you've got like, you must be 21 oh. to view this content, please enter your date of birth. Like that didn't exist before. And now they've got like hot tub streams and they've got cam girls on there. So they're, they're evolving into being more of a shameless adult friendly type platform but when they first started it was pure gaming right so if they put it under a tab where it's like you know you click on casino and then that would bring up a you must be 21 i mean that I, well they do have a tab it's called gambling isn't it they have a tab for slots do they yeah i'm looking under browse games irl music esports creative i think for the most part they're doing oh yeah there's gambling slots Jeez. I don't see a problem with a streamer getting paid to play on a gambling site. I really don't see a problem with that. I guess the segue there is the loot boxes. Yeah, it's in the format of a game. I can kind of get behind that. I did have a problem when they were doing the CSGO scams because it turned out that a lot of these YouTubers who were promoting it and saying, Oh, wow, look, I won. Well, they owned the websites. They owned them or part owned them. Oliver, you... you you're probably thinking about like mostly like <clears throat> like American side YouTube, right? Like LA and shit as well, like FaceClan and all that. I mean, I'm not. I'm just thinking of the specific people that did it. Actually, gambling bad, uh, Christianity good. I just think it's morally bankrupt, really. Morally bankrupt, though. He's getting thousands of younger people hooked on gambling, and that could fuck them up for lives, all for a paycheck. It's like a fact. It's a fact. Gambling. I don't think it's a fact. Like just because you watch someone gambling on stream doesn't mean you go out to the next casino and gamble your life savings away. Though, so, but it's fucking. Okay. It's, maybe someone's going to do that, but to make that prediction is like insane. Steak is paying, let's say Steak pays uh, XQC 5 million a month to promote it, right? They are getting more than 5 million in return. So his audience is gambling. Like You can say that for a fact. And then you can look at all the stats and be like, okay, well, 
of every 100 gamblers, three will develop a chronic addiction. So you can kind of draw these connections. It's their choice to gamble on stream. They're a fucking adult. If they want to gamble on stream, they can gamble on stream. And if other people want to watch them gamble on stream, they can watch them gamble on stream. And if they want to be gambling themselves after the stream, they can fucking do that. You should demonstrate how to do it responsibly. So if you're saying... Okay, this is a vice, and here's something that you shouldn't do all the time, or you shouldn't spend more than you can afford to lose. Like, I think that's something that would be a responsible way to talk about gambling. But then, if they're gambling for 12 hours a day, and they do it, like, five days a week, then they're demonstrating how to irresponsibly gamble. Trust me, please. Trust me. And I will fucking lead us. Trust me. I love you and you're just like endlessly grinding through gambling and trying to get them interested in gambling and giving them promo codes to gamble. At the end of the day, it is what it is. I think all Twitch needs to do is just, you know, maybe age verify them or age gate them. I don't necessarily think they should be kicked off of Twitch, although I'm kind of surprised with all the things that Twitch kicks off that, that they let people put casinos on okay let me put myself on the spot if i fired up a stream right now and i play poker on the stream now some of the people some of the viewers are going to be kids that's a given some of the viewers are probably going to be kids i mean that's a a good well poker is a game of skill mixed with gambling well it's like 90 percent gambling and 10 percent skill and that's probably being generous are you gambling for real money do you have a referral code are you promoting okay so i'm gambling for real money Say I have got a referral code to to a website where you can play poker on. Okay, say all those things. Am I doing something that is morally bankrupt? Poker makes no sense on how to play it. It genuinely makes no sense. It's really not that complicated. Blackjack, simple game. Poker is like learn Street Fighter combo in 15 seconds or you die. There aren't that many combos. Your editor, we taught your editor how to play poker and he picked it up within an hour. I've been taught poker like 10 times. It's usually when I'm drunk and, and I never seems to like stay with me it's like a game i get taught over and over and i just it, holy I nerd shake my hand right now it, it it's not fun right right if if you have to memorize the fucking <laughs> constitution of america it's not fun is what i'm saying <laughs> no fucking sense blackjack blackjack get to 21 or as close as you can poker be like here's like street fighter fucking combo list and also tekken like, like, try and learn that in five seconds. A pair, two pair, three of a kind, four of a kind, full house. I mean, that's flush straight. I mean, you don't really need to learn that that many more. Royal flush happens once in a million hands. I mean, how many combos did you say just then? Seven compared to twenty-one. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, because that's like baby game. Like, yeah, you just count to twenty-one. <laughs> if you can count to twenty-one, <laughs> you can game. play it. Pretty much. <laughs> I literally have to be eighteen to play it. Baby game. <laughs> <laughs> the benefit of poker, the great thing about poker, is you're competing against other players. It's all about like psychology when you get down to it and like reading other people, not just statistics and reading the cards and like predicting. I cry when you play with me because like you're taking advantage of someone that doesn't know how poker works. You haven't played for me to take advantage of you yet. I have. No, I've played a full table with you and then you fucking rinse me every single time. I don't like games that involve lying to my friends. That's why I didn't like Among Us. When I watched YouTubers playing among us you got to see what they sounded like when they were lying and sometimes it would bring back memories of like watching them in call and seeing them use that tone so you would see the difference between them bluffing and then them telling the truth when they were falsely accused versus when they were correctly accused i'm going to prove to you that the internet was right about me 
I am an imposter. Like for instance, Keemstar. When Keemstar was correctly accused, Did he, play he had absolutely us? no, oh yeah, he was all over it. And when he was correctly accused, he would endlessly like drag it out and try to, to use every single tactic to get somebody to drop the accusation and feel like they were foolish. And when, when someone would call him the imposter and he wasn't, he would just go, yeah, fine, you're stupid. Yeah, go ahead, try it, whatever. He'd probably be fucking, <laughs> I mean. If you present the argument straight away that, okay, if you think it's me, kill me, then it's like, you've got such a shit case. That, that's up there with like the 12 year olds that you play with in random lobbies. If you got a read on him that easily, nerd, he'd probably be fucking awful at poker. But the thing is like, this is the sort of thing I love, like, I love catching people out in lies. Like that's one of my main hobbies. I don't like the idea of turning on my persuasive ability when I'm when I I don't mean it and what I'm saying isn't true. I love it. It's a good test. It's fun. It's fun. It's all it's all meant in fun. There's nothing malicious about it. I don't know. Maybe I I, I guess I just take that way too seriously. But but uh, imagine if you played it, nerd. You'd probably be the best at it because you'd have this big folder open of every single person's tell, <laughs> like how you know they're lying. He'd open up his little character, his little Among Us character. And he, he wouldn't want to kill anyone because, oh no, I don't want to hurt my friends in a video game. <laughs> he knows who the killer is, he's seen the killer, but he doesn't want to expose the killer because he likes the killer. <laughs> so he just dies every round? So he says like, yeah, you know what, uh, I, I'm, I'm the killer, guys. It's all right, you can kill me. And they kill him and then he's like, well, no, why are you throwing the game? You weren't the fucking killer. You weren't the killer. I just didn't, I didn't want to expose the guy. So then I'm playing, I'm playing politics within Among Us, where it's like. <laughs> exactly. No, it'd be like, I won't snitch on you. Give me your social security number and I won't snitch on you, I promise. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm baby. You could play a card game on a, on a computer with no stakes at all, and that's fun. Because it is like, it's a game of, of skill and repetition and making choices and stuff like that. But what Trainwreck is doing is he's just playing slots where there's no skill at all. You're just pulling a thing, did I win? Pulling a thing, did I win? It's it's lottery. I mean, it's a good point, Colossal, because, yeah, I don't equate poker to... Poker is gambling. That's why they have it in fucking casinos. That's why poker is illegal in some states of America. You know what I would liken it to? Betting on sports, where part of uh, how you could be good at making a wager on sports and having it pay off is you analyze the teams, you have a good sense of who's going to match up well against the player from the opposing team, and you can, you're basically betting on your own analysis. So in that way, it's a skill. And I think that's, I think the games that combine skill with a, uh, with stakes are by degree a little bit less exploitive than the ones that are just trying to press a dopamine button in your brain of like the chance I mean, even sometimes you play poker with someone you've, who's never played poker before, they can still win. I mean, because that's how much luck is involved. Well, when it comes to betting on sports, the more you're willing to look into it and analyze it, the more of an edge you can get. Like it, with boxing, there's the weigh-in for fighters where you can get like an impression of their fitness and you see how they act when they're standing next to each other. And the odds or the line from the house is how they balance what everyone else is willing to bet will happen. Now that's a very different activity than the games that Trainwrecks is promoting. The only meta game to that is when to stop. And he doesn't stop. He's presenting an addiction and not a game. And for me, there's an, there's an overlap and a lesson here because when it comes to the content that I'm working on related to crypto, it's also a little bit hazardous. I fucking hate crypto. I mean, it's only good news though, Oliver, the, 
the crypto crashing and the NFTs being stolen. Yeah, good. I hope it continues to crash and die. I hope it doesn't because I have money in it. A lot of people who have built part of their personality or their brand on hating cryptocurrency are taking this moment to do a victory lap and spike the football and say that crypto is dead. But that's just sounds silly to say because it's not dead and neither are expensive sneakers or comic books. Every type of alternative asset or collectible has been in a bubble that is now deflating. I feel bad for KSI, just the amount he lost. I don't. He has, Why? A, he has, he has a lot of money. He has a lot. How, how much did you think, Jay? He probably lost about a, a quarter or a third of all the money. He lost 2.8 million in like three days because he bought Luna when it was like a dollar or $10. Because, you know, the people are like, okay, it went down. It's going to go back up. And now it's worth like 0.0001 cent. But I I saw someone say that he's probably lost about 10 million over the course of the last, what is it, six months, nerd, that it's been on a downtrend? Or well, so? KSI is a le- has become a legendary counter signal. If, if you traded the reverse of everything that KSI says he's doing, you'd be killing it. So like when KSI says, uh, <laughs> when KSI says- Isn't that just the entire logic of the, the biz board on 4chan? You just do the opposite of what they say. He's clearly good at figuring out a momentum switch. He just doesn't interpret his own intuition correctly. He does it in reverse. Yeah, I don't feel bad for him, Oliver, because him losing three million is like me losing like three dollars. Like he'll get over it. Have you seen that shit that Logan Paul's doing? By the way, the originals. It's just like he's selling NFTs of Polaroids or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. So, that is so like, what excites me about now is that now that the the heat has been taken off this, now that people don't feel like they have to go as fast as they can, the actual artists and the people who do make something that people like can investigate how blockchain like might make what they're selling better, like how it could solve a problem they have. And they won't feel this rush to just like, go, 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 you gotta do it. So they can take their time to learn it. They're not gonna have the pressure from people who don't even know them that are just looking for something that'll last. Can you, without naming your own, list five NFT products that are actually good? As far as generative profile pictures, absolutely not. Not even five? I can, I can think of some where the, the admin is someone who has made something good before and it makes sense to trust them to do it again. Kevin Rose has got Moonbirds. Kevin Rose created Dig. Uh, and he's done some other things since then, but he's someone who has a good reputation. He understands this. He goes way back with it. And I think that he's going to continue to make something of value. Kevin Rose's Moonbirds probably should be what Bored Apes became. Yeah, it's it's not many, really. And that's what's been missing from all of this. So like the criticism came in so heavy into NFTs, it discouraged the good actors, like people who actually could make something good that wasn't garbage, started to work on it, had an idea, and they were like, oh, fuck. Like, I can't tell you how many people I talked to behind the scenes that had a good way to incorporate blockchain tech into what they already make. And they were like, oh, the, the atmosphere right now, the criticism is just like way too, is way too heavy. Because it was something that so many people were learning about and it was it was kind of complicated. I want you to explain NFTs to me. <laughs> Jamie's tried, everyone's tried. None of this makes any sense to me. Does not make sense to me. I just don't get it. I don't get it. All I know is I still think NFTs are fucking stupid. All I have are questions and I can't find any answers. There became this market for basically a cope is the term is to make people feel like, oh, okay, I, I didn't need to look into that. I, I didn't need to understand it. It was all just a, a big scam and everybody who did it is evil. And they just started going too far. 
you had to burn down the rainforests. And then somebody used that clip art image of a banana to buy cocaine. Well, that's NFTs. It doesn't matter if it's a game, if it's music, if it's a painting, it's all a scam. Sorry, not sorry. You got Coffee Break who is serving the need but is doing it in an, in an ethical way. He's attacking the projects that are scams and the people, basically the confidence men who moved over. But he believes in crypto and owns some. And he says that. Now, it's not what his audience likes him to say, but he does say it. He's like, look, I've got Bitcoin and, and I believe in this stuff. It's driven by a true idea. I believe is true, which is that uh, crypto is going to revolutionize the financial industry and potentially more. But the valuations of individual cryptos are almost completely divorced from reality at this point. Let me just say this. Look, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm an investor and a long-term believer in the future of crypto broadly. But I simultaneously hold that belief and also the belief that like vast majority, 98% of crypto projects are gonna blow up in the next five to 10 years and completely fall apart while the real winners are gonna be slow projects with actual utility and usefulness. I don't know, find me a project that, uh, that really is a blue chip. Like I, I don't think that there are any. And I keep asking for them, but the problem is like, there are no projects that have an influencer attached to them someone with a good reputation who actually is interested in the technology, believes in it, and isn't just putting their name on something for a check. Floyd Mayweather has had like three or four rug pulls at this point. I'm not just in 30% or 40%, full 100%. I'm, I'm all the way in. That doesn't count. How is this guy, how is this guy still walking about? How is he allowed to continue to make them? How did he get away with three of them? Because there isn't like, I mean, there is a database basically informally of of uh influencers and their rugged projects called like wrecked um but there there needs to be like a wiki that has every influencer and what projects they shield that would be very useful because like what happens is is you know they delete their tweets like if you look back at the um are you, are you trying at, to compile that <laughs> i don't have time but somebody should it would be yeah. a great it would be a great resource yeah, I forgot Kim Kardashian did it too, what Ryan put in chat. Yeah, Kim Kardashian sold like Ethereum Plus or something and then just deleted everything. But that's how she's always done it. She, she'll shill something for a check and then it vanishes because she uses Instagram stories. The funniest thing I found was that whenever I was watching or I saw something, you know how like there were all those reality TV show stars like years ago? Whenever I'd see some of them just come up on my timeline or whatever, I'd look them up, see what they're doing and... 100% of the time, they are promoting NFTs or crypto. It's like... Well, it's what like are you the, on about? Like the the C-list and D-list celebrities? Yeah, yeah. Even, um, yeah. you know, the two twins from Breaking Bad, the cartel Oh, twins, the two the, Mexican ones. The, yeah, what, so the even, they ones? Are, even, though, even they are shilling NFTs on their Instagram uh, and Twitter now. No, no. It's like... Breaking it's, Bad's ruined. They should remake Breaking Bad, but he gets into the NFT business instead of the meth business. I'm going to make a fucking cryptocurrency called Revenge Coin for getting all the scammers in prison. That's not actually a bad idea. Now that is a coin I would buy. And then you end up making millions and you're like, eh, I'm just going to rug pull. <laughs> yeah, that would be the irony part. Everybody, everybody has a price. Is there a coin called baby coin and when you buy it, you become baby? And it's a good note to end on. Baby coin, I'm baby. I'm baby. <laughs>